Thanks for listening to the First Take podcast. I'm Simon King, an executive editor at First Word Pharma Plus. Earlier this week, GlaxoSmithKline announced it will pay ITOS Therapeutics $625 million up front to gain exclusive co-marketing rights to the latter's anti-tidget monoclonal antibody EOS448 as part of a deal potentially worth over $2 billion. The drug is currently in phase one development for advanced solid tumours, and this collaboration represents the latest move by GlaxoSmithKline to build out its cancer pipeline. I spoke to Joe Jenkins, Chief Medical Officer at ITOS, about the deal, EOS448, and the competitive anti-tidget field where the likes of Roche, Merck & Co, and Bristol-Myers Squibb are also all active. For those who don't know much about ITOS, can you give me a bit of a, a brief background on the company and you know how it's evolved from its inception to where it is today? Thanks, Simon. I'd be happy to. So ITOS was uh, originally founded, uh, it was uh, a small company based in Belgium uh, that was a spin-out of the Ludwig Cancer Institute, uh, originally working on what was then a hot new target in immuno-oncology uh, IDO uh, inhibitor, uh, and uh, worked quite a bit on that IDO inhibitor, uh, ended up uh, licensing that IDO inhibitor to Pfizer, and with the, the funds from that out licensing, uh, picked two new targets uh, uh, and focused on TIGIT and the adenosine 2A receptor uh, as two uh, new ways to uh, improve immunotherapy for cancer patients. So it's been, uh, the company is about uh, nearly 10 years old, uh, but you know, has really, I think, uh, intensified uh, its activities uh, with the pursuit of these two new targets, uh, TIGIT and A2A receptors. So we have two programs in clinic, uh, Inupadinant, which is targeting the A2A receptor, uh, and EOS448, which is our anti-tigit antibody. Okay. Now, we're obviously going to talk a little bit today about EOS448 because of the out-licensing deal you've done with GlaxoSmithKline this week. Um, competition in the, the tigit antibody field has seemingly you know, really intensified over the past year or so. Can you explain a bit why this target could play such a potentially important role um, in kind of evolving the cancer immunotherapy space? Yeah, so I'll start by talking about the target itself. So TIGIT is expressed on immune cells. Uh, it generally is expressed on T cells, both the T regulatory cells that have an immunosuppressive effect and the exhausted T cells that you find in tumors. We know that uh, TIGIT interacts with its ligands and if we can block that interaction, it both kind of removes the suppressive signal and it allows those ligands to interact with other receptors that stimulate the immune response. We have an antibody that uh, both blocks that interaction, has a strong functional effect to 
increase the immune response of the um, T cells that fight the tumor. And it also has a component uh, on the FC portion of the antibody that interacts with a receptor that's expressed on other types of immune cells like NK cells and macrophages. And that we think is critical as well to really increase the immune response to the tumor. And through that interaction, it also enables those immune cells to kill or deplete the cells that are highly expressing TIGIT, which, as I said earlier, are the Tregs or the exhausted T cells that really are suppressing the immune response in the tumor. There are different types of uh, TIGIT antibodies. Some of them have that interaction with the FC gamma receptor that's on other immune cells, and some of them don't. We think that interaction is really critical uh, and that you know, really the, the anti-TIGIT antibodies that are going to have a strong effect are the ones that have that interaction with the FC gamma receptor. So over the tw past 12 months, uh, you know, about 12 months ago, uh, the data from the Cityscape uh, study was released, which showed that adding an anti-TIGIT antibody to a uh, anti-PDL1 antibody in patients with first non-small cell lung cancer are, uh, was able to improve the progression-free survival for those patients over the, uh, and also improve the response rate over the anti-PDL1 antibody alone. So that really excited the field because there hasn't been really a new immuno-oncology therapy for almost, you know, a combination that showed benefit for almost 10 years. So having a target that can add to the effect of uh, PD-1 and PD-L1 antibodies that really have benefited patients, uh, you know, with good uh, responses and long uh, responses and improvement in survival uh, was really exciting because while those uh, first generation of immunotherapies really uh, had a profound effect for some patients, in terms of improving survival, they don't benefit all patients. In fact, there are still about 80% of patients that don't benefit from those therapies. So being able to add something to that that makes it more effective was very exciting. And I think that was really a catalyst for the anti-TIGIT antibody field. So you've announced this deal, um, the outlicensing deal for um, EOS 448 with GlaxoSmithKline this week. Can you talk a bit about how that deal came about and what you're excited about in terms of the future collaborative opportunities with Glaxo. Following this you know, new data showing that TIGIT was really an exciting new target in the field of treating patients with immune therapies for cancer, we have been conducting a phase one study with EOS 448 where um, we were able to present at AACR uh, that we have found a dose. Uh, we saw out of about 20 patients treated, there were nine with stable disease and one with a confirmed partial response. And that patient was a patient who had acquired resistance to pembrolizumab. So it was quite exciting to see that as a monotherapy, EOS 448 could benefit a patient who wasn't benefiting or who had lost the benefit of a standard PD-1 antibody. So we also in that uh, presentation 
were able to um, demonstrate that our antibody in blood is able to deplete uh, the T regulatory cells, those T cells that are suppressed. And that was um, a, a nice proof of concept that our antibody has all three of those mechanisms of action that I spoke about before, the blocking the interaction between Tigen and its ligands, interacting with the FC gamma receptor to uh, increase the immune response in the tumor, and then also to have that depletion of those suppressive cells. So lots of uh, potential partners were interested uh, in working with us, uh, and we talked to several of them. We were really excited about the opportunity to work with GSK because they've really made um, this pathway, uh, the TIGIT pathway, a focus. Uh, they have uh, in their pipeline other assets that are targeting other components of this pathway, and we're missing uh, an antibody to target TIGIT itself. Uh, so they're very focused on this, and we think that by working with them, uh, they also have a PD-1 antibody, Dostarlamab, which is a marketed anti-PD-1, uh, but that is still fairly early in its development. And we think together, we really can expand and accelerate the development of ES448, our anti-TIGIT antibody. And what are the longer term plans for the company? Because one of the things that's notable to me about the GSK deal is uh, your retention of the US co-marketing rights and obviously the responsibility that you still have in terms of R&D investments. Yeah, so our strategy at ITUS is really to continue to build the company. Uh, we think that our, our scientists uh, who have a lot of expertise in immuno-oncology and in the immune system and our, you know, kind of coming uh, pipeline, our A2A program uh, have a lot of value. And we wanted to be continue to be part of the development of TIGIT. So we this is a co-development with, as you said, R&D investment responsibility and decision-making authority. Uh, and then, um, you know, to build a commercial organization to participate in marketing and commercialization in the US. We think it's an important way to build the company and continue to bring value uh, to help patients with cancer.